Welcome to Big Blend Radio, where we celebrate variety and how it adds spice to quality of life. Welcome, everybody. Of course, we're here as the next Daily Blend show, January 30th, 2024, which happens to be National Plan for Vacation Day. And of course, Nancy and I got super excited and came up with a crazy long list, which I'm trying to boil down. But, you know, we are lifelong travelers and um, we've lived in different countries, Mexico, Kenya, South Africa, England, the Channel Islands between England and France, America, of course. Um, And also we travel full time on our Love Your Park store, traveling the country to document parks and public lands and just have an awesome experience. We love travel. And we also do our, our vacation station travel show. We have a parks and travel show, Eat, Drink, Be Merry show, because that includes food. Uh, way back when, history show, because, yeah, history includes travel. Basically, everything we do includes travel. That's it. We love travel. And so uh, we interview a lot of travel writers, especially with the International Food One Travel Writers Association, tour guides. Uh, we interview travel advisors, uh, CVBs, which are convention and visitor bureaus. So they are your local experts in communities. So are folks from chambers of commerce and even local cities, city offices and county offices are all about travel. Tourism is huge uh, in regards to economics and providing quality of life to a community. So as a traveler, know you're giving back. Being a responsive, responsible traveler, in other words, you know, not littering, maybe doing more sustainable, environmentally friendly travel, even that is even better. Getting immersed in the community, that is even better for a community and for you. As Hans Christian Andersen says, to travel is to live. I totally agree. So here's some thoughts about this planning for vacation. Like, come on, we how can we just all go for permanent vacation? Apparently, that doesn't really happen. Even as a digital nomad, I'm going to tell you, we still work a lot of the times. But when we get out there, oh, man, life is good. So maybe you get to travel more than once a year. Uh, Maybe it is your vacation is just a weekend. Whatever it is, you have to look at what amount of time and what time of year your vacation is going to be. And good point that I've learned from our travel advisor friends and even just from us being on the road full time is to leave some time before and after your trip in case of any changes. The weather has been weird. Flights can have cancellations. There can be weather issues, like I was saying. Um, So it is always good to leave a little breathing room, especially at the end of your trip. If you need to get to an appointment, like a really serious appointment, the day you arrive, um, that could be a problem. So always good to leave some time, you know, and also just to relax. Sometimes you need to take a vacation from a vacation. So figure out your time changes. Then Let's look at how many people are you going on a vacation with? Is this a solo trip? Ooh, then it's all up to you what you want to do. Are you going as a couple? Maybe a romantic escape, going in bed and breakfast, maybe going on a hike, um, maybe doing, you know, just real kind of laid back weekend stuff. Or are you going on a road trip with your family? 
Are you going on a road trip with friends? Is this a girl's getaway, a guy's getaway? Is this part of a wedding party? Like after work, maybe you go on a business trip and then you're staying afterwards. Or maybe it's multi-generational family-wise. We're talking grandkids to grandparents and maybe even more. So all of that uh, really takes into what you're going to do on your travels. If it's multi-generational, a lot of times uh, resorts and cruises are a great way because that way there's something for everyone on their ability, uh, mobility and ability, athletic ability, and also for various interests, various foods, there's options and families can plan to get together at certain times of the day or evening and regroup on things. So there's always that family time, but people can do things according to what they want and also their real true interests. That's something I learned from our friend Cheryl Ogle, who's on our show every third Wednesday. She's a travel advisor at heywannago.com, so check her out. Another thing is, uh, if you're going overseas, this is going to be a few a group or something, or even if you're alone, you may really want to do a tour guide. A tour guide, like our friend Glenn Burrows over in England, norfolk-tours.co.uk, he'll take you all over England. You know, maybe you're looking up your family history and you have some of your relatives with you and loved ones going with you on, on this adventure. Let's go, you know, check out our family history, go see where our ancestors are. Someone like Glenn is going to be someone that can really help you and be on the ground to even look at documents and help you with your family history. Or maybe you're on a photo safari, like our friend Steve Piacenti is always on our shows. He's a life coach and photographer, and he always hires a tour guide that knows about all the best and unique photo stops in a region that he's going, whether it's Israel, India, you never know with Steve, Alaska, you name it. So that's a, a way to go. Food tours are also cool to go on when you first get to a destination because you really get a little bit of the history and a lay of the land on a food tour. And from there, you'll know, hey, you know what? I want to go to this restaurant as our big meal out or, hey, let's go there for breakfast the next morning. So it gives you a little bit, a bit of an overview of where you want to go and eat or maybe you'll want to start and do something completely different than that. But a, a food tour really gives you um, the cultural layout. It gives you some history. It is always a cool thing to do. So is history tours. Any kind of tour that you can do before. And walking tours are great if you can do that. Um, if you're in a national park, go on a, some kind of scenic drive around and, and maybe go on a ranger program or go into the visitor centers first. Just to get the lay of the land, it will save you time and money. And gives you a good familiarity. Um, if you're going solo, uh, tours are really great unless you really just want a true solo adventure. So maybe when you get to an area, look at if you're a female a tra uh, a traveler, solo traveler, it's happening so much. You know, there are so many different programs you can join as a woman traveling solo and also bed and breakfast and uh, lodging places like that are really good. Some places have hostels that are safe and fine. Um, you know, Nancy and I travel as um, pet sitters and no, it's not making money. It's about us being around animals that we love and we miss having them because we're on the road. So we get to hang out with animals, take care of them, have them on our laps or by our side while we work and this is a way for us to get our work done and also be immersed in a culture and a place, a community, and get to know the lay of the land in a very immersive way. 
it's, you know, I think most of us that travel, we want some kind of unique immersive experience. And that is definitely one of the ways. So it's really about looking at, is it going to be a bunch of friends, family, maybe you're going to do a vacation rental. Families, that's a great idea. A vacation rental can really be a good way to even save on money. Uh, if you want to make a couple meals, maybe have a barbecue, that kind of thing. Um, especially if, if you have a baby and, um, you know, different toddlers that can really help um, get everybody, you know, in bed by eight o'clock and then have your wine time with the local wines and a nice romantic dinner. Uh, so, you know, it really depends on who you're traveling with and what are your goals. I have friends like Dr. Jackie Ubani. She's our cardiologist just on the show and she's traveled all over the world. She is a serious world traveler from Madagascar to the Galapagos Islands. I think she just came back from Sri Lanka. Her thing is sometimes just because she's a doctor and she's always on call, she has her beach time. She'll go to a beach resort just to lay down in the sand, relax, and get some actual relaxation away from being near the office where she could easily be called in. It's also a way for her to hang out with her family, have some solo time, have some family time, and not have to plan anything. Just go to one of those resorts and do that for a few days, and then she goes home. But if she wants to travel and get some of her history things that she loves, get in some of that nature that she loves, then she's off and running. And um, then she goes on some crazy experiences like diving with sharks and, and looking for some memorable things that really make her life the way she wants it to be. So you kind of look at those experiences. What, you know, what are your goals? And knowing what you want, writing it down, especially if you're now dealing in a family situation or a group situation, all writing down what you want. What are your must-haves? Looking at the big B word called the budget. All right, are we sharing? Who, who? you know, sometimes in a, in a group setting, some people have a budget maybe that's lower or higher than yours. So it's got to be something that's realistic for everybody or have a, you know, maybe if you're all pitching in a, va a vacation rental, it doesn't mean you have to do all the, you know, the expensive things if your budget doesn't allow it, but maybe it allows you to be there and have dinner once in a while and things like that. So it's looking at the budget and then putting at the top of the list, what are the musts that you're going to be very excited to do? Speaking of budget, it is always good to travel with some kind of insurance, especially evacuation insurance in case like if you're going on a crazy hiking adventure you know, in Machu Picchu or something like that, it's good to have some kind of insurance that will cover you if you have to be helicoptered out. Our friend travel writer Linda Blue talks about this. Uh, she She's on our shows all the time too. She uh, talks about how she got stuck on a horse ride out in the high Sierras, fell off her horse, and they had to helicopter out. Now, insurance-wise, that's not as big of a deal. But if you don't have insurance, that can cost you thousands of dollars. So travel insurance, especially overseas, is good. It's just the same thing as get the insurance on the rental car. Um, it really does help when those kinds of things do happen on the road or in flight, in travel. Stuff happens. Detours happen all the time. So that's another reason to have that extra cushion. You may need to get a hotel room when you didn't expect to. Uh, you may get those delays I was talking about. 
and having to get a hotel room or go on a whole different flight or a different way home. You never know what it's going to be. Or maybe you just get spontaneous and decide to just one plan for the other. Whatever it is, it's good to have a cushion so that you are not um, in any kind of negative situation. If you're traveling, Dr. Jackie always says, make sure you have your medication, have your papers, and in case anything happens, uh, make sure you have all the information on you. Uh, talk to your doctors ahead of time to make sure you have your medication, all that information as well. Speaking of medical issues, um, know your abilities. <clears throat> if you have not hiked for a while, Machu Picchu and hiking Machu Picchu may not be the thing you want to do right away unless you plan for it. That's what this show is about, planning for your vacation. So maybe Machu Picchu is six months away. Well, then you're going to do it. All right. Let's look at flights. Let's look at who's going with you, whose athletic ability wants to do the big hike. Maybe your family wants to go and do a little bit of a different thing than this epic hike that you want to do. But if you want to do that hike, you've got that six months to get your body ready for it. So you may want to hire a trainer. You may want to just start, you know, maybe you don't need any of that training, but maybe you do. Everyone's different. But um, it's all about planning. But um, you know, you don't know over plan too, right? Because you need to leave that room for spontaneity. But as why we're doing this podcast today, we want you to have a darn good time like we do. And when things do go wrong, because they often do, there's going to be something. Remember, they're always going to make for a good story later, you know, hopefully, you know, that's the that's the norm that later you laugh at it. You may not be fun at the time. But you may laugh at it later and look at it as some kind of, hey, we made it through. You know, if you survived it, that's a good thing. That kind of story. Now, if you're a person who doesn't want to do all this planning, I would say hire someone like Cheryl, for, who's a travel advisor. Now, most of the time, you're not having to pay too much extra to get a travel advisor to help you. Their money comes from the commissions they get. So um, check that out. They get commissions from the hotels, the resorts, the cruises, uh, because they work with them. And they have probably been on it themselves. Like I know Cheryl tells people here, I can help you with flights. I already work with these people over here. She knows where the best deals are. And if flights are canceled, you know what? She's on the phone helping you. And a lot of the time she's been to the places you want to go. So a travel advisor is someone who could save you time and money, especially if it's your first time going overseas. Okay, memorable experiences. We covered that. You want to make sure you get something that's going to make you very happy. And they talk about transformative travel now so much. And it's it's about doing something that changes your life, actually, that maybe makes you look at something, even a new career, possibly. It's transformative in making you think different about something or, you know, getting you excited about a new hobby, maybe, or, you know, finding a new talent, right? So when you travel, sometimes there's classes, um, wine tasting classes, maybe you'll end up being a winemaker from it. I know many winemakers who that's what happened. Um, they ended up loving wine so much and traveling to taste wine that they ended up owning a winery. So that's what we talk about with transformative travel. It could be that you volunteer and give back. That's another form of sustainability, immersive travel. 
and transformative travel and, you know, responsible travel. Maybe you're volunteering in a park to help invasive species come out or you're helping at a dog shelter in Mexico or something like that, right? You are getting immersed in that community. You're going to meet locals on this super cool adventure. You're helping the place that you travel to because let's face it, as travelers, we are taking things away, not always putting in. But we do put in economically, but to go that first step step further and to be part of that community is awesome for everybody. That connectivity, it's far more fun than what we see on the news and on social media when everybody's arguing with each other about politics and drama. When you're out there doing it, um, it feels so much better. Speaking of social media and all that drama... Um, it's cool to join Facebook groups. If you're planning like a national park adventure like what we do, there's so many Facebook groups for it. There's Facebook groups for just about everywhere you want to go. Um, and follow those visitor bureaus, follow those tour guides, follow those people so you can watch them and see, watch the tour guides. What are they showing you? Is this going to make you happy? Ask questions, see what other travelers are saying, and listen to other travelers that have been there too. But also watch and see, are they the kind of traveler like you? You know, I wouldn't, you know, if someone's never been to a national park, and then I've seen this, honestly, I've seen a a post once, and it still cracks me up, uh, going to some, it was some park, in I think it was in Georgia in a swamp. It was, yeah, yeah, or Myrtle Beach or somewhere like that. South Carolina, Georgia, Florida, around about that area. And a lady on social media complained to the park for them having alligators. And could you please remove the alligators? The reason they're in a park is because that's their that's that's what they they're there for. That's like asking Yellowstone to remove all the bison. Like hello, um. Anyway, just saying, read signs maybe, I don't know. But so, you know, you're going to see some of that on social media groups, but just kind of suss it out. Find people that, you know, you can tell that kind of have the same interest and travel styles as you. Another cool way to get immersed is to look at what events are happening. Like I was saying, classes are really cool. Sometimes you take a painting class, a wine tasting class. I'm back into that again, apparently. Um, maybe you're going on a hike with a ranger or sometimes park um, organizations do really cool wildflower walks when spring is happening. Those kinds of things, guided hikes, uh, canoeing, kayaking, outdoor adventures, zip lining, do something like that. But sometimes there's events, festivals. And if you're a family and you're looking to save some money on the budget, which is a big deal, especially if you have kids, you know, um, you know, there's so many free events that you can go to, um, that will, you know, also tire out the kids a little bit and give them a lot of fun. Um, but there's also events like, you know, a lot of towns have downtown art walks on Friday nights and things, which gives you a way to, to kind of explore downtown and go into studios and, you know, stores. So you can kind of shop that way too and find unique gifts but also just get the lay of the land and meet people, meet locals. We've done that a lot. Um, One of our most memorable times was in Little Rock, Arkansas. We were there in the middle of August. It was warm, a little bit hot, I'm going to say. And they had a a walking art tour that they do. I think this is pre-COVID. So it was like every second Friday or first Friday or something. 
And man, every single place we went, there was either live music, artist demonstrations, there was cookies and wine and juice and coffee and restaurants had different specials going on. And we just bebop down, up and down the downtown. And and we, we could do it right out of our hotel, which was awesome. So there's a lot of programs like that. There's also a lot of museums that are free. There's a lot of free parks or at least budget friendly, right? Sometimes there's free days. Museums have free days. So there's a lot of budget things to do. So you can, you know, kind of look when you're traveling going, hey, we really want to go to this fancy restaurant. How are we going to cut back? Well, take a look. Some of these walking tours and things like that, some of them are free. And maybe that's what you do to really enjoy the area and get a feel for it. And then you can put that money towards that fancy dinner you wanted to do, or maybe that zip lining adventure or that boat ride or whatever it is. Historic downtowns are cool. Um, so events, attractions, museums, road trips. Okay, this is one thing I wanted to touch on. Road trips are back. Thank goodness. This is an American thing. Road tripping is just, it's as American as apple pie. And you could take the apple pie on the road too. This is especially cool for groups of friends and family, kids, all of it, right? But a lot of us just get on the road. You, you can, you oh, we've got GPS. Things are a little bit easier now. And of course, you can get budget motels. A lot of the old historic motels like from Route 66 style are coming back. Route 66 is uh, working on its upcoming uh, 100-year anniversary. Can you believe that? Isn't that amazing? Um, so part of your, your road trip could be that you follow a historic highway. Like there's the Lincoln Highway. There's Route 66. Um, there's Old Highway 80. That's a little more difficult to do. But there's so many old highways to follow that are iconic. Our favorite right now, which we've been really working on, is the Jefferson Highway. And this, uh, we do a show every fourth Thursday, and the Jefferson Highway uh, was started in 1915, so that's getting close to like 110 years old, uh, by the uh, editor of Homes and, Home and Garden. And he connected through this and getting all these communities to work together, connected Winnipeg, Canada to New Orleans, Louisiana. And so when you're traveling, I mean, this you don't have to do it all at once. There's people who go out in their... Uh, you know, historic cars or muscle cars, classic cars and do it. And it's really cool motorcycle. Like maybe this is a way to do a motorcycle trip, right? And you follow this historic route and there's a revival of it happening right now, which is so exciting. Signage is going up in different communities, but there's these historic downtowns with murals and public art. Oh, another good, that's a good public, uh, budget friendly idea is public art and doing that in a community. But um you know, going on these historic highways are so, it's so cool to do. And like I was saying, these motels are popping back up. So it's kind of this nostalgic way of traveling America. But if you want to do something even more nostalgic, there's the ancient roads of, you know, the Native American and ancestral people and even the Spaniards, uh, the royal roads, right? So there's historic routes um, like the El Camino Real de las Tejas, and that goes from Mexico up through San Antonio, Texas into Natchitoches, Louisiana. There's um, the Santa Fe National Historic Trail that goes from Missouri to um, Santa Fe, New Mexico. There is the Pony Express National Historic Trail to follow, the Lewis and Clark National Historic Trail, the Oregon Trail, the California Trail. Uh, there, there are so many trails, the old Spanish Trail. 
these historic roots are either part of uh, migration of pioneers and homesteaders or Native Americans and merchants travel the Butterfield stage overland route. Um, there are just so many of them and scenic byways um, as well. But I think these routes, these historic routes, if you've got kids, for them, a lot of them have apps. There's apps like All Trails for Hikes. There's um, the parktrust.org, go on there. The National Park Trust has an app for parks across the country. The National Park Service has apps. The state parks do. National Park Service is important because they have apps for these trails, too. And the trails, these historic trails, all have associations. So you can follow the app. Follow. Here's the historic sites. Right now, as we record this, we are in Joseph, Oregon, which is the trailhead of the Nez Perce Trail. And this is where Chief Joseph was buried and where he lived. And Chief Joseph was the chief of the Nez Perce, and they were trying to outrun uh, the Calvary, the U.S. Calvary. So this is a trail. And, you know, one of our friends, Christy Wood, who's on the show all the time, too, she rides horses on uh, all you have to have a, be, have a Appaloosa to do it which was the Chief Joseph's uh, breed of horse. Um, the Nez Perce actually breeded these horses. Um, but this is a 13-year progressive trail ride that people go on. And for 10 days, they're on horseback going on this historic route of the Nez Perce. So that's a vacation. I mean, so there's those that was transformative. She just wrote a book about it, and she's on her second run on this, you know. So there's so many unique transformative experiences like that to look at with these historic trails. But for kids to follow along, it's so much more than reading a textbook or listening, you know, in class. I mean, I'm not going against teachers or classrooms whatsoever, but if they're learning about something in school and your vacation can incorporate that in some way, it's going to be transformative for them in their education. So it doesn't have to be, you know, all a history lesson or a nature lesson on, on you know, your vacation. Have your McDonald's in there. Go, go to the fun house. Go to those fun things. But add that in there because I think there's something about being able to go to these, you know, places and truly learn. I love books. But if you can step in these footprints of the ancestors, it changes you. It, um... I mean, it just does. It transforms you and you have, it cultivates understanding and um, also cultivates inspiration to learn more. So when you look at family trips, if you can incorporate something like that, that's amazing. The multi-generational ones like cruises that I was talking about, what's great about them, they have all kinds of excursions. So, you know, everyone can pick what they want to do when they land at different ports. I mean, you could be going on a cruise around Africa or through the Mediterranean, right? And you stop at different, you know, ports of call. And, you know, you could be doing a like a river cruise. You could be doing a barge cruise. You could be on a small ship going to Antarctica. But whenever you stop, there's something to do. And there's always programs on the ship to learn from as well. So there's, again, something from every, for everyone. There's cooking classes on, you know, in just about every community too. I need one of those. So a lot to do, a lot of choices out there. But first, think about what you really want to experience. And maybe you have something that's in your mind of a destination that is iconic. Let's go back to Machu Picchu. Maybe your budget isn't allowing you to go there, but that's on your vision board. So keep it there. Keep going for that. 
but maybe go to places that are nearer to you to get going. Don't wait to travel if you can. Try and find something closer nearby. There are ancient ruins all throughout America, if you're in America right now, right? There's places like Chaco Canyon in northern New Mexico that will at least get you closer to those dreams and those places. So if your budget isn't, you know, perfect for you now, at least get something in that you can possibly afford to do, even if it's a weekend escape. So plan for a vacation, plan it often, most importantly, actually go on it. I'll put some links in the show notes as always. Um, of course, I want to say to you, go to our websites. We have magazines, digital magazines. They're all free. We've got articles, interviews, podcasts. If you go to blendradioandtv.com, nationalparktraveling.com, you'll, you will not run out of material and inspiration of places to go. And of course, like I was saying, look at tour guides, look at travel advisors, um, you know, be like us with trusted house sitters and immerse yourself on a vacation. It's really a cool thing. So I'll put some links in the show notes for you. I hope you have a wonderful vacation. Nancy hopes so too. Um, it is always a good time to get away from the office. Take care. Happy travels. Thank you for listening to Big Blend Radio. Keep up with our shows at bigblendradio.com.